Welcome to ServiceNow Tech Bytes, bringing you an inside look at our products. I'm your host, Steve Miller. Today we're going to talk about the walk-up experience with product manager Darius Kumari and software engineer Daril Rodriguez. We'll be talking about the walk-up approach to IT support and how the ServiceNow walk-up application can support that approach. Stay tuned. Joining us today are Darius Kumari and Daril Rodriguez from our walk-up experience team. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure, Steve. So let's start off. Uh, Darius, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do here at ServiceNow? Absolutely. So I'm in product management working in the IT service management business unit. And what I focus on is service experience. So that service experience is how you, from an IT organization and really extensible to any service management line in the business, how you deliver those services. So the channels, what those new contact channels are, we're going to be talking about a walk-up experience today, Steve. And in the past, I've talked to you about a virtual agent, you know, another different contact channel to providing those services to your users. Okay. And how about when you're not at work? What do you like to do? Absolutely. So same as last time here, we're out there on the waves. We're catching some surf. We're riding our longboard. Sometimes we're playing with the virtual reality system back at home, but uh, either way, it's a great time. Okay. Thanks. Uh, how about you, Daryl? What's your role here at ServiceNow? Sure. Um, so I'm a software engineer here, and um, my most recent uh, project has been working on walk-up experience that I'm really excited about. Um, we have a number of exciting features coming out for our customers. And um, outside work, I absolutely love um, cooking and also hiking by the beach. Okay, thanks. Okay, well, to start off, for folks who aren't familiar with the concept, what is a walk-up? Absolutely, Steve. And so here at ServiceNow, we call it a tech lounge. You know, in a lot of other organizations, they call it something closer to a genius bar or even a techno bar, if you will. So we definitely advocate for the naming and branding of the walk-up experience to a more inclusive name for all your business users, such as that aforementioned example of our tech lounge. The walk-up name itself is more of an internal industry-aligned label, so you can brand it, of course, to what you believe is best for your user base. So the good news is that close to 50% of large enterprises, we've seen some statistics around from, you know, those big consulting firms like Gartner, will by the end of 2018 here have some type of walk-up contact channel in their organization. Now, the big question is if it's a formal walk-up contact channel where they're efficiently managing those requesters walking up, those technicians can easily find information, create the proper record in the system like an incident request, that's exactly what our app is here for. So the walk-up experience, you can think of it as a formal set of user interfaces for not only the end users, but also for the technicians working at that walk-up center to successfully complete, organize, and manage those different walk-up requests coming in. And we're going to be telling you about exactly what those interfaces were we created, you know, later on today. Okay. Well, why would a company do this? Why would a company institute a walk-up as opposed to an online system or a phone system? Yeah, and that's a great question. You know, what's so special about the walk-up contact channel, especially when we get into such a, you know, a modern era where there's a traditional shift to automation, you know, in a sense, quote-unquote, removing that special human touch. So the good news is this is all about 
bringing that human touch back into the experience and really emphasizing and highlighting. And what we've seen is, you know, the data and the numbers show is actually customer satisfaction, your employee satisfaction with a walk-up contact channel significantly higher than any of those other traditional channels. You call it self-service, email, phone, etc. So to answer your question succinctly here, the goal of the walk-up experience for an organization is to optimize the fulfiller so that they can work productive. They have all the information they need right in front of them in terms of the requester's device. They don't need to do that follow-up and wait for them to email back whenever they're available. It's right there. It's on demand for the fulfiller. And for the requester, there's no more question around, oh, shoot, I've got this issue with my laptop or my phone, and I don't know where to go. You know it's so easy. You know, I just walk. Maybe it's on the first floor by the cafeteria, and I know I'm going to get some great service and get my issue fixed so that I, as an employee, can remain productive. Okay, well, let me ask you guys, what is the the walk-up experience? What's that like for the user, for the requester? So from the requester perspective, the first interaction that will usually happen for a user would be to check in using the online uh, check-in experience. Um, And so this particular feature is supported not only on desktops, mobiles, as well as uh, tablet devices. Um, Using this online check-in feature, user will be able to see the number of users that are currently in the queue. We are also showing user the information on location, the location image, so they can easily identify the walk-up, the hours of operation. Um, It's a very simple and really easy to understand uh, user interface. Um, The user will be asked to pick a reason for their visit from a drop-down and then hit the check-in button. After the issue is submitted, uh, the user will also be provided with relevant uh, KB articles that they can look into to self-resolve the issue. Um, After this, what happens is the user gets notified depending upon the uh, threshold notification. I'm sorry to to interrupt you, but I'll just ask a question about the check-in. So that does that happen? uh, Does that have to happen at the walk-up or can that be done from another location? Great question, Steve. So we have uh, two modes of checking in into the queue. So the one I'm talking about is the online check-in experience. We also have the on-site check-in experience, which is basically you have to walk up to the uh, physical walk location to check in using the kiosk. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah. So basically it's the same process. It's just that you can do it either at the walk-up yes. or at your desk before you go to the walk-up. Absolutely. Okay. And and so the um, idea behind checking it from your desk is you basically save on some time and you get notified when you're closer to your um, position that, that you, the technician is ready to serve you. So you don't have to just sit there and wait. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Thank yes. you. So once this user now gets notified, he can walk up to the tech lounge um, to get assistance from the technician. After the technician is done serving the user, we have two options. Um, both of these are like optional for the user to provide feedback. One of them is the on-site CSAT survey, which we recommend our customers to set it up on a device like tablet near the exit door. And it's a really simple um, three-sentiment survey happy, neutral, and sad, uh, which the user can just click on before they exit the uh, walk-up location. And the finally, the user would receive an email f- uh, survey feedback um, asking for the most recent walk-up interaction, how their overall experience was, what did they like, what did they not like, etc. Okay, thank you. Um, f- as f- the process of actually resolving the issue, mm-hmm. I could see a couple of different paths. One is the technician can actually 
fix the issue right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And the other, maybe it takes uh, more investigation. Is, is that how the, the walk-up does it? Yes, yeah, Steve. And let me tell you about how the technician and what we've done around the technician experience, how it's really made in a way to solve the problems we found. So the problems we found with a lot of the way legacy walk-ups were built was they just create a single incident record. And now the walk-up technician is finding that that user who walked up, not only do they have one incident, but maybe they also have a request for an item. They're coming with multiple different reasons actually for their one single visit. So In reality, when you go to reporting at the end of the day, it's not an accurate reflection if you're just doing the one incident method. So what we've actually done with the walk-up application is we're taking in all these walk-ups in a new staging style table called an interaction. Now this walk-up interaction record, a technician when they assign it to themselves, pull the user off the queue, they can actually promote that into any number of incidents or requests as they see necessary for that walk-up. Now, The final channel for fulfillment is, of course, a stockroom fulfillment because we find a lot of times you also walk up because, hey, I need a new mouse, I need a new battery, etc. And the good news with that is with our integrated stockroom management, a technician could just click into that relevant inventory, click into that consumable asset and consume it on that user's behalf. So it makes it really easy, no matter if that interaction is for an incident, a request for something in the future, or just a quick consumable asset to get that fulfillment right there for the user. Well, Daryl, you just told us about the user experience. And Darius, you just talked about the fulfiller experience. Are there any other roles that, uh, that the application fulfills? Yeah, and so what we've done is we've also created a dashboard, which is really useful for the upper level management to get an understanding of, is this walk-up contact channel really meeting these, you know, these expectations of higher customer service and of better service delivery that we were hoping for. So we absolutely did create a dashboard that'll be coming with this solution that provides a number of insights in terms of not only the utilization, but the operation of that walk-up. So what I mean by that is we can actually effectively report on what were the reasons for visit across all the locations over time. We can report on the number of incidents created per location, the number of requests per location, and that's more on the utilization side. We, of course, get our reporting on the CSAT, you know, how is on average is uh, the walk-up doing because it's supposed to be delivering higher CSAT. We want to quantify that. And then from an operational perspective, we can actually see from reports across time, you know, what is the time of day? So like hour 11 to 12 p.m., 12 to 1 p.m., et cetera, that we're seeing the highest volume. And then we can also report on what day of the week are we seeing the highest volume? And I'll get into towards the end, you know, the trends we've seen just here at ServiceNow running our own tech lounge, because there's definitely insights that will help you drive things like staffing that you can glean from reports like that. Okay, well, Daryl, um, we've mentioned so far things like the dashboard, uh, the signup system, CSAT, and so on. Can you tell us uh, what all is included with the, with the app in London? Absolutely. So there are four key interfaces that are coming out as part of London released. And these are the features that the end users will primarily engage with. Uh, the number one is online check-in. So we like I, like we talked about before, for check-in, we have two uh, ways of checking into the walk-up queue. And the first one, which is online check-in, it, this can be done from the uh, user's desk using the um, tablet, mobile, or desktop um, as the devices. 
Uh, basically, this view provides users the information about the number of users that are already in the queue, the location image, the hours of operation, um, giving them an option to select the reason for visit. They have the ability to leave the queue at a later point if they can no longer make it to the walk-up location or they were able to self-resolve their issue. They can view the KB articles. So these are all the uh, features that are tied to the online check-in experience. Mm -hmm. Um, the second one that we have is the on-site check-in experience. Uh, this is different from the online one because you actually have to walk up to the walk-up location to check in into the queue. Um, and again, for this one, we are supporting two different experiences, what we call as employee check-in and the guest check-in. So employee check-in is specifically for the um, users who are present in the user, user table in the ServiceNow platform. Um, and so the UI is pretty simple. You pick the user's name using the reference lookup and you submit the uh, reason for visit and just hit the check-in button. Um, the second one, which is the guest check-in, is um, will be primarily be useful in cases where you have contractors or external visitors who are coming to your you know, organization and they're not present in your user table, but would still like to receive assistance regarding any of their IT issues. And so again, for this one, we have a very simple UI, which is providing the guest name, email address, and the reason for their visit. You hit the submit button and that's it. Um, Important thing that I want to um, point out is that both of these are configurations that are available for walk-up administrators. So at any point of time, you can have both these experiences enabled, or you can choose to have any one of these. Um, the third feature that we have is the on-site queue, uh, which basically displays the uh, user information on um, a larger device. And we recommended doing it on larger device like TV, where you can see how many people are in the queue, the technicians that are currently helping them. Um, and we also have a special um, you know, highlight that shows up when a user is currently being served. This helps in um, getting users' attention. Uh, finally, from the interface point, uh, our final feature is the on-site CSAT survey, uh, which is basically like we talked about. It's a three-smiley uh, sentiment survey, happy, neutral, and sad, um, that we recommend putting it on a device like tablet at the exit door. Um, in addition to all of these features, we do support out-of-schedule scenarios or temporary closed states, um, sending timely notifications to our users who are involved in the experience, uh, providing stockroom integration, and finally, um, an email survey that's being sent out to the user once the interaction is closed. All right, well, next, let me ask you guys, how would you go about, how would a company go about setting up a walk-up? Yes, yeah, Steve, and right before Daryl explains that, I will say, you know, you asked earlier, what did we do for other personas? You know, we covered requester, we covered technician, we covered manager with the dashboard. I did forget that one very important persona, which is the administrator, because we've done a lot of work with this application to try to simplify as many of those critical configurations we think an administrator is going to be asked to do in the user interface. So it's not writing any code. It's going to be simple, you know, manipulations of the UI, checking a box, changing a string value, et cetera. So Daryl, why don't you explain a little further? Absolutely. Um, so most of the configurations are available on walk-up location queue record. Um, 
there are different roles, personas that we have as part of walk-up experience, walk-up admin, walk-up technician, walk-up manager, and the walk-up login role. The administrator needs to make sure that the right roles are assigned to the respective users so that they can see the different configurations that are available. As part of the setup, the first thing would be to create a record in walk-up location queue table. Um, you provide the name for your walk-up, you provide the location information, you provide the schedule. Uh, when I say you set up a schedule, there are two things that you must remember. The first thing is providing the time zone and creating the schedule entries for that location. Um, we move on to providing the stock room for this particular location. We have a number of configurations that are tied to the UIs that I talked about before. Uh, the first one is enabling the online check-in, which is basically a checkbox that allows administrators to configure whether to have the online check-in experience or not. Uh, the second one is basically uh, the position notification. So this is the number that the administrators can set. And uh, for example, if this number is set to four or three, uh, the users get notified when they move from number five to number four or number four to number three, depending upon what the number is set. Uh, the next configuration we have is last check-in. So this setting allows a walk-up location to set the last check-in threshold at the location. For example, when we set this number to 30, this setting prevents requesters from checking into a walk-up location 30 minutes prior to the location closes, close time. Uh, the next one is the queue time display. Uh, so it controls the time weighted uh, in the display format on the queue. Um, we have the check-in greeting. So this is just a plain greeting text that appears on the check-in page, for example, hey, welcome to the San Diego Tech Lounge. Uh, we have closed images, away images. Again, these are images that would be that would appear as placeholders on the UI screens when technician is temporarily away or the uh, walk-up location is closed you know, out of when user visits during um, out of schedule hours. Max search results. Um, this is a configuration that we are providing um, to specify how many results do you want users to see on your online check-in experience. If you set this number to five, the user would see at the most five results on the online check-in uh, screen. Contextual search config. So this is a config that the contextual search searcher would use to look up for the KB articles. Um, enable um, unregistered user entry. So this is again, like I talked about before, if you do not want the guest check-in experience, you can control it using this particular configuration. Um, we also have enable lookup user entry. So this is again, similar to the guest check-in. If you want to control the registered user check-in uh, configuration, this is the option that you would use. Enable technician information on the TVs or the queue. You see the technician uh, information, the technician that's currently serving the user. You have the ability to hide this information using this particular configuration. And enable or display the technician avatar. This is again, a very cool feature that we have introduced. So you can see the technician's image if it's already stored in the user table and that way it helps users in identify which is the um, who's the technician who will be helping them with the issue and finally the header logo uh, which basically specifies the header logo for the walk-up experience okay so it sounds like a pretty straightforward way to configure the application then Absolutely. And and there is one more piece. Um, apart from these configurations, we also need to add the reason for visit. Um, so we are storing these reasons in the M2M table. Um, and it is mandatory to have at least one reason tied to a location. This is essentially the uh, reason that the user would select when they are checking into the uh, walk-up queue. Okay, well, we've just heard how to configure the app to support the walk-up. But let's take a step back 
How would you set up this walk-up facility, the operation? Thanks, Steve. And so what we just heard from was exactly, you know, the different fields and configuration options in the software. But this is a very physical experience. You need to do some facility, you know, investments to actually make sure it's a pleasing user experience for those users who come on site for service. So right off the top, what we've seen is very successful is make sure you have a large, you know, high top table so users can walk up and kind of, you know, place their laptop standing so there's no sitting. Everyone's very alert. Everyone's active and usually to accommodate six to eight people for a standard sized organization. The table should definitely include the ability to have uh, multiple power connections and Ethernet connections if necessary. And there should actually also be smaller seating around that high top table. So think of this as just a lounge. So in case those queue times, you know, they do get high in case there is a lot of people in queue. And, you know, say your laptop is really just it's not working and you can't work. They need a place to kind of at least rest right outside until they can get the service. Now, from the UI perspective, the devices, you know, we recommend for the on-site check-in and the on-site CSAT survey to be done by a tablet device. So we touch optimize these user interfaces so they're meant to be displayed on tablet. For the end user, it keeps it very easy as well. They can just tap and go on their way. Now for the queue, you know, Daryl mentioned we want a large television interface, you know, usually something around Anything above, you know, 48, 60 inches. Yeah, big screen so everyone can see it from any distance. And because the great thing about that queue, as we'd mentioned, is not only can you see who's in line, how long they waited, who's currently being served, but when someone gets picked off the queue from waiting in line to being served, there is this pop-up animation that's very crisp and says, now serving with the name of the individual. So once you have those two tablets and a television device, those are really the only new, from a tech perspective, devices you need. We also recommend that you have some kind of stock room nearby. So definitely either a room you know, behind lock and key that only your IT technicians can get to or some other secured storage facility that allows you uh, to quickly fulfill those consumable asset requests that we had mentioned earlier. Now, the individuals themselves, we've seen it popular to have your technicians actually branded. So having some kind of brand around the walk-up is, experience, uh, is important. Daryl mentioned we can put a logo in of your choosing. So some organizations, they make it a very branded experience. They don't just call it a walk-up. You know, as I mentioned, they call it something, for example, a techno bar, you know, something trendy or something that's relevant to their organization. So when they do their marketing and they send out to all the employees after they've established an experience like this, hey, you need IT help? Here's a new channel. We, you know, come, come visit us. It makes it very much a consistent experience. The branding you use in those communications matches the branding on site at that actual walk-up experience. Also matches potentially the branding on the you know apparel, which is what I was mentioning, that those walk-up technicians wear. It's also helpful to have that standard outfit for the technicians because when you walk in as an end user, it's not always clear, okay, who else is an end user? Am I you know surrounded by a bunch of techs who are ready to help or am I surrounded by a bunch of people waiting in line? Right. So it makes it very clear then with the moment you walk in who those people are who are responsible for the service. Now, logistically speaking, so we just covered, you know, the hardware, what you usually need. It's definitely a, a room that's generally set aside. It can get a little bit busy with the foot traffic. So make sure there's a big open space. People have, you know, breadth to, to move around. 
the estimated budget we you know we've seen internally around here and with some organizations around you know 20 to 25,000 including the facility costs all those you know items from the table to the television to the apparel to you know what we need to keep the stock room under lock and key but from what I've heard, you know, well, well worth that investment for the customer satisfaction and ultimately the employee productivity gains, you know, that ROI there that you're getting back in exchange. Okay, that's good for the uh, the things, the furniture. What about the people? Absolutely. I mean, it's a people-first experience. So in terms of staffing recommendations, it's definitely going to depend on office trends. As you begin, you're going to be playing it by, you know, very much by ear. I would say overstaff rather than understaff because this is your initial moment of truth. You're trying to win over, you know, the, the success and the satisfaction of those users. So overstaff it in the beginning, and what you'll see is through that reporting we mentioned earlier, you'll begin understanding what your trends are in your organization, what days a week are popular, what hours of the day are popular, what's the volume you're seeing at those times at the different locations, and that can help you then inform staffing. You know, for example, around here, we've done something similar to a minimum of three people each day in terms of one person doing a morning shift, one person doing an afternoon shift, and then one floater. And what I mean by floater is this is someone who, if we see that there's a lot of people in the queue, we can have that floater go and work on the queue alongside the other onsite techs. But if not, they can head back to their desk and do these traditional channels like phone, like email, you know, working their traditional incident management in service now. So it sounds like at any time you have two people available uh, at a minimum with with what you've just outlined. Correct. And as mentioned, it's going to be absolutely depending on your environment, you know, the size of your organization, size of your building, how many employees are working there, what's the rate of issues that they're experiencing. And you'll learn based on the data what that staffing level needs to be. So something that we were touching on here is our own experiences here at ServiceNow. You know, I mentioned that this is uh, the the shift structure that we use. I mentioned for the facilities that this is, you know, the style of implementation we've done here and that we recommend for our own app that we just built if you're implementing it on site, you know, at your location. But some of the neat other trends that we saw talking about staffing recommendations is absolutely do you see this, you know, this, if we will, right spline in terms of when the users are coming in, meaning Monday, highest volume. Tuesday, equally high volume, usually a little bit less though. Wednesday starts tapering off, less volume. Thursday, less volume. Friday, almost you know even half the volume of Monday, right? So you're seeing the steady trend down where Monday is the highest volume day of the week, and it just continues to trend down. And that's pretty consistent, you know, uh, in terms of a seasonality perspective, no matter what time of the year it is, you're going to be seeing that trend. Now, in terms of customer satisfaction, you know, we were saying a lot of numbers around, hey, it's going to increase your customer satisfaction. So I just want to put a tangible example to that, to what we've experienced here at ServiceNow, so we've actually been seeing that, you know, on a on a seven-point scale, so rather large option set for those customers at this time that we were polling, they picked the highest CSAT option 92% of the time. Now, that's, you know, that's really incredible from a customer satisfaction perspective. Any CIO, you know, they see that number and it's phenomenal. I was talking to a group of CIOs the other day and one of them willingly, you know, before we even brought up this topic of walk-up, we were just talking about technology trends, you know, virtual agent. 
and they were just mentioning things that were working for them. And one of those things they mentioned is how impressed they were with a walk-up that they deployed in their organization. You know, they said exponentially productivity was going up, satisfaction was going up, and they were even telling me that it's become almost as a hangout center. You know, people, hey, they just want to talk. They just want to, you know, hang out a little bit uh, before a meeting. They just come to the tech lounge or, you know, walk-up experience, whatever they've branded it as, and they they wait. So. Okay, well, that's a, that sounds like a great overview of the walk-up. For our listeners who want more information, where can they go to find it? So documentation is going to be readily available. We're actually looking to put out a white paper that details a lot of the information that we just mentioned today that we're aiming to launch that on the ServiceNow community. So keep an eye out for those assets. You know, to conclude, Steve, what we've talked about is how wonderful a walk-up experience is to improve customer satisfaction confidence in IT while also improving the technician productivity and that ability for first contact resolution. You know, while systems are today and even ourselves, we're investing in more of this virtual technology, we're finding it so great to highlight and really champion that human experience with something like a walk-up, you know, this genius bar that that we covered. So a number of wonderful user interfaces we provide you out of the box, number of great recommendations in terms of how you implement those user interfaces. And the great news was, again, to summarize, it's all easy to set up. All right. Well, thank you both very much for coming on the show and for sharing insights about the application. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you. See you again soon, Steve. Please tell us what you think of this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more information on any ServiceNow topic, take a look at our product documentation, knowledge base, or Now Support YouTube channel. Thanks for listening.